Ladies and gentlemen, this is Come Sit With Us, episode 10. Do you have any spare change? asking if you have any change work i i am short on change right now uh you know what? that's a good question do i have any extra change <laughs> you know i got oh yeah yeah i got something here let me see let's see what we got here oh man 50 cents the shortage has now been replenished <laughs> no more problems good morning good afternoon good evening to all you and welcome to another episode of come sit with us we are your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. I'm Mark Flores with my co-host, Isaiah Martinez. I think this intro is going to need a little bit more jazzing up, Isaiah. What do you think? Sure. I mean, whatever. We, I don't so, know what you're thinking of, but yeah. I was thinking that we call ourselves the Grammy, no, Emmy Award winning interviewees. Like the people who have interviewed Emmy Award winning people. You know, I was thinking of kind of like more like Nobel Prize, like potential podcasters <laughs> based on alternative facts, <laughs> but something to that effect. Yeah. Some, somewhere in that realm, you know, I kind of like the intro I just did right now. I kind of spruced like it, it up a little bit. I like it too. I like yeah. it too. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of come sit with us. This is episode 10. Now, Isaiah, how are you this week? Doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. Yeah. I'm hanging in there. What are you missing most about this? What are you missing most when you are in quarantine mode? I mean, like, what do you miss most about the outside world once, when, once, uh, once we get into this uh, back to uh, normalcy? You know, I'm more of an introvert, so I don't even know if I really miss it too much, you know? Like, I kind of like kind of staying in my own pod here you know and kind of just staying in my room you know trying to understand the world from within these four walls <laughs> but no seriously are you, uh, are you in an eight by ten or <laughs> no seriously what i do miss though is uh, i just miss i miss being being able to go out and, and just freely you know freely with with amongst people um there's definitely some sort of draw when you have a groups and crowds of people, there's something about it. You know, there's an energy uh, that you get, just get from that. Uh, Whether it be going to like baseball stadiums, whether it be um, at workplaces um, and that interaction. So you, you kind of miss that and you don't have that right now, but I mean, thank God for technology where we're still able to still communicate at least to some degree. Um, However, I'll say it's, it's not, it's not the same at all. So, um, and I know we talked about that on the last episode, like whether or not that's going to be a new normal or something like that. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe a bit of that be true, but not all of that entirely. You want to know what I'm missing? What's up? I'm missing the stuff I took for granted. Like? I just want to walk into a restaurant, sit down and have some food that I didn't prepare myself. I want to go up to a bar and prepare a drink I didn't prepare myself. Because now I'm getting really creative. It was like Mm -hmm. three days ago, I was mixing drinks. Today, I went all crazy and had an ice cream sandwich. I never have an ice cream sandwich. I went over to 7-Eleven and grabbed, for the first time in my life, cookies from 7-Eleven and went back home. Luckily, we still had some ice cream left over from my uh, birthday party. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just got the two cookies, laid them out in a little plate, right? Then I just got two ungodly amounts of just scoops of ice cream and just was able to just take that mass of just creamed ice and just smoosh it between those two cookies. (laughs) And oh man, that sounds like food porn. It was, it was very delicious. I actually still have it on my, uh, on my Instagram at Mark's modern life. You still check it out 24 hours. Oh, wait, this is going to be dated, so it doesn't even matter. Um, but I am missing the, I'm missing the everyday things that I used to do with friends, the everyday things I used to do when I went out, had fun. You know, that's 
drawn down limited now, but luckily I'm saving a lot more money than ever, mm-hmm. which is cool. True. You know, there's a lot of good, uh, there's more pros than cons of this whole situation, True. but the most important thing is, is that during this troubling time that we're healthy enough to provide people with perhaps their favorite podcasters, favorite podcast, which is come sit with us. Part of the deep end network. How'd you think of that line? That's a pretty good line. Thank you, man. Um, improv class, you know, you could have joined improv if you, <laughs> if you stood, if you didn't want to, you, just, you could have just had another period of class. <laughs> right. Right. Isaiah had the opportunity to be a part of our, in, our improvisational comedy troupe. Instead, I chose to be a slacker. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, um, I have some something I want to talk about, and this is actually very it irritated me on Saturday. Oh, let me hear it then. I like to hear things so, that irritate you. I always, I as a small business owner myself, love to help other small businesses. And this weekend, I arranged to get my car cleaned. The interior of my car has survived plenty of outrageous debauchery and behavior. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just... God, you make it sound like Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> well, hey, there's fast food, like fast food stains everywhere. It's yeah. It just reeked. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I lugged in a bunch of like stuff from pin shows in there. I've never cleaned the interior of my car with like, you know, shampoo and, and things you would clean things with. Okay. The outside, yeah, I, I take care of that bad boy from time to time. But the inside, no. I don't have... I mean, who... I want to meet someone that actually has the shampoo stuff for the car in particular, not like a rug doctor. Mm. I'm talking like handheld materials, like commercial materials to clean the interior of your car. No one's going to have that because they're not going to drag it out of the garage and grab it. Unless you're starting your own business. Yeah. Nobody's going to have that. (laughs) Unless you're doing your own. So, so I hit up this gentleman and I'm not going to name the business. I I'm really not just because, I'm that I'm that frustrated that I'm not even going to give it the negative press. <laughs> Where people are searching for it. Just the, free advertisement. I messaged the gentleman on Instagram and we arranged a 930 appointment time. Okay. I immediately messaged him after that same Friday, the day before the appointment. Can I get directions to the spot that you want me to be at? Okay. I didn't get that response back. So I took it upon myself to make sure to not be late at the spot I need to presumably be at. So I did some researching and found out that I needed to be a spot. I needed to be at a spot that's about 30 minutes away from my house. Okay. I drive over there. I get there at about 9.20, 9.25. I see nobody. No one that I know who I can relate to turns out that he actually rents a small section of a tent shop to um to do his car washing portion in that same tent in in that same tent uh tent shop uh, warehouse area okay so it's okay. a big warehouse area there's some room set aside for him and his cleaning stuff mm. so then i asked the actual person attending the the tent shop i'm like uh, excuse me is so and so here i'm here for my 9:30 Oh, he's just running a little bit late. Are you here to drop this off? And I was like, no, I have a 930 appointment. I'm thinking that as soon as he rolls up, he's going to come in, get to work. You know, I'm not I'm not here to drop my car off and wait it out. I'll wait it out because I know the interior clean is going to take some time. The, the washing is going to take time. So I'm all right with that. But I'm not going to just leave my car, come back in like three or four hours with it unattended. It's nonsense. So I wait about 40 minutes. Um, no, take that back. I wait at about 940, excuse me, from this 930 appointment. So then I text him. Hey, man, where are you at? Like, what's going on? I called him too as well. I didn't get any follow up with either that. And I'm still waiting for a follow up on the directions from yeah, his original message. Right. So at about 945, I, I, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm not getting any response back from you on this, that, or the other. So I'm done. I'll see you later. So I had to then take my my needs 
to where they can get met. And I had to go to a regular car wash, you know, just like one of those auto spas that they have. Mm -hmm. And I waited a pretty long time to get the interior cleaned and get my car washed and waxed. I'd rather have it just all done in one, one hurrah to where I can just be all right with it. Oh man, they did a great job. Okay. I thought you were going to say they screwed up. Oh yeah. No, I'm just pissed off at the original guy first, (laughs) but to be, to know that I'm going to spend more time at this auto place at this auto spa now is already set upon me. And I'm all right with that. Mm -hmm. I have my phone. I have, what attracted you to go to with that first guy in the first place? Did you see like some videos and stuff he's done? He's a, he was a friend. Uh, I'm a friends with his brother. Oh, okay. And oh, wow. I figured okay. it would be a nice gesture. And I wanted to help him out because I see he does good work. He actually right. works on like high-end cars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether he thought, you know, he doesn't have time for a little black Prius. Maybe he was busy, uh, I don't know, uh, cleaning up the, the rims on a on a F50. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have at least got a call and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm on a corporate jet right now. I'm going to clean a fleet of cars for, what's your name? Is he, I, well, he wants to remain anonymous. So K West, right. Just, you know, I want to, I want at least that kind of rub. You know, when I get my haircuts from Hector, he tells me that French Montana needs, needs a haircut. And then I understand. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be all right with that. But yeah. when someone just doesn't even call me to get like money from me. Exactly. That's where it's like, man, you know, you, you try to help people out and I, I don't know. Was this I, a weekday or weekend? Or? It was a weekend. This was a nice, crispy a Saturday. I'm talking like the birds were out. Like I went outside, like a, a deer came, sniffed my hand, right. left. Everything was perfect. <laughs> deer just out in the suburbs, a deer. <laughs> or maybe it was a coyote. I don't you know. You saw a mew in the sky. I think it was a coyote. <laughs> so yeah, man, you, you try to help people out here and man, right. it's... It, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't do. Just bad service like that is just, it gives a bad taste in your mouth, you know? And it's like, I guess for a lot of people, it's their pet peeve too, like getting bad service, whether it be at a restaurant or just service like that or no response, lack of response. I mean, you're basically waiting for him to take your money. You know? That's exactly what I was doing that whole week, and I was waiting for someone just to take money for me to have my interior. Yeah, clean. you just need Alex Baldwin to like have a talk with them and tell them the ABCs. You know, they're waiting out there. Did you just sell them a car? They're they're waiting for it. I love that. Yeah, but now I can. Even you know what made me enjoy me coming here to do the podcast. It, I enjoyed the fact that I was driving. A very clean interior. Feels to, different. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I was, I've neglected that baby for yeah. for for a while. In the interior, I've done you know the surface cleaning and stuff, but man, to get down to the nitty gritty, I don't know, man. You gotta play that song like when you're driving on the road now. Like I can see clearly now. <laughs> that one or that other song that goes, "Who's that lady? Who's that? Who's that lady?" I don't know. You talk with me. <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for my true gender reveal. I'm all woman, Isaiah. So today's episode, which is uh, which is uh, episode ten, you got any spare change? I have a hard time believing that the most one of the most richest countries in the world have an interior U.S. coin shortage. Believe it. I don't believe it. Believe it. I do not believe it whatsoever. You're telling Except me. Accept it. Now I'm going to start getting on Denzel on you. You're telling me <laughs> that of all the people and all the coins in the world, we're short on coins at this moment in time? Well, you saw me, man. I was trying to scramble for some <laughs> coins, man. Like, I was no, like, not sure if I even had coins. That's the thing about this coin shortage is that apparently we're, we're having, we have all the coins. Like U.S. citizens are hoarding coins. I can see it. I, has anyone checked a coin star? Those things are full of coins. That's like the well, <laughs> this is the number one spot you could check. I wonder what's the going rate because I have those coins. I don't know if you remember, but there was a time like the quarters were like they on the back of them. They had it per state. Oh they had state yeah, saying, and they had like the, they used to sell this thing on um, like the coin QVC, maps. But yeah, the coin maps. So I have like two of those. So I'm wondering what's the going rate for those. Right I, now. I I think the face value of whatever quarters, how many quarters you have. Wow. I know that quarters <laughs> from base value, probably, probably a little less <laughs> 24 cents each. No. So I know that quarters made before 
1964 were made out of pure, pure silver. So if you ever find a coin mm-hmm. on out in the streets or whatever, and it looks old and it's before, um, if it's 1964 and below, it's made of pure silver. So you're better off keeping that. Mm-hmm. And you know, because it's worth more in silver than it's actually 25 cents. It's worth m- way more than that. I wonder if we've ever come across it. We just didn't notice and like spent it on. Oh man. You know? Imagine the, uh, or like really rare, like Buffalo nickels, Buffalo nickels are, uh, uh, sil- silver too. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's crazy. Cause I see a lot more people like saying they don't want to even take your change too. So that's another thing. Yeah. But a lot of employers are saying like, no, no, we don't want change or, in the midst of a coin shortage, they don't want change and they want exact change. And so I'm really thinking that we're slowly getting groomed into just having pure digital transactions to where I could do it through Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, um, or I can do it through credit card. Mm-hmm. I'm not with that. I'm, I'm, I find a hard... I'm hard pressed to believe not that I usually pay in cash anyway. See, mm-hmm. let's see. Now we're getting roped back into this problem where mm-hmm. I barely pay in cash these days. I, f- I find it financially more, I don't know, intellectual that I'm using my credit card to get the cash back, you know, like the 5% cash back or the 1% cash back because I'm able to pay. I budget that amount into my weekly spending. Mm-hmm. So anything of what I just spend is just my usual groceries, uh, et cetera. Uh, my very, uh, insane cocaine habit, you know, I'm just kidding, but no, just the usual, the usual spending mm-hmm. is calculated and I'll get that money back in points. So that's what I do on my end. So I don't essentially use a lot of, I don't use a lot of money on that end, but I, I find it really hard to believe that we're facing a shortage of coins and that that their reasoning for it, this is like several articles can credit this, is that their reasoning for this is that <laughs> everyone else is hoarding coins. Hmm. Well, no. I don't know. You know I, I could see that. I could see people hoarding coins. You know, because right now the stay-at-home policies, you know, <clears throat> people are buying stuff online right now, so they can't really, you know, transfer a coin online. Um you know, so maybe you just, I don't think maybe it's intentional, but I think just it, it might be the fact that we haven't been using the coins. And then on top of that, players don't want to take it. Um, so that's another thing. And then our market's like kind of going down. So <laughs> to put the cherry on top, like the value of that coin, you know, or the value of, of, of the dollar, I guess, is, is in jeopardy right now, you know. Uh, so I could see this being a nice setup for a transition of power, a uh, transition of wealth. Um, I think we're probably slowly going in that direction anyways, whether people like it or not. And I think, you know, ultimately it'll be inevitable where we will go come to a cashless society. And I think we're going to have to accept one of these days that digital currency is coming. It's coming fast. Dane, did this just turn into the deep end right now? <laughs> Jeez, you just had a, a segue into into your show right now in the deep end. <laughs> that was nice. No, I just kind of, I, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt because I was saying that a little bit comically. Like I, I didn't mean that like total seriousness. Or but, did he? <laughs> but a little comically, uh, you know, that there is, I guess there probably is some truth to that, but. <clears throat> don't be all, you know, fear. Like I wasn't doing it to invoke fear or anything like that, but yeah. Anytime you hear someone sound <laughs> like they're asking a question to a regular statement, yeah. it always sounds suspicious. Doesn't this sound suspicious? See, this is a test. Doesn't this sound suspicious? All right, here me here here's here's me doing it with like real emphasis. Doesn't this sound suspicious? <laughs> That's exactly how Isaiah just did it. And then they'll show like it. a bad photo of somebody too, looking all suspicious, <laughs> with with no coins in his pocket. Right, like they'll show like Bill Gates chilling with the uh, with Dr. Fauci, like all suspiciously, like, with the mat with a bunch of coins in the background. Right, those two are hoarding all the coins. You know, I, what can I say about that? I mean, I would say that if anybody's well off, Bill Gates is well off, and he's really connected in all these important things. You know, so he's. 
I don't know. What what they're <laughs> saying is that the normal circulation of how money comes and goes throughout different places mm-hmm. is contributing to the depletion of our coin or our coin reserves, I guess. Mm. So the U.S. Mint is fresh out because they're not no one's circulating coins around. Nobody gives a damn about, <laughs> about the change. Apparently. No just round it up. Just round it at the front. Yeah, people are... Flat fees. Yeah. No. So <laughs> now there's a lot of places that will actually take your... There's a lot of banks that'll take your change back with a certain percentage. So you'll get interest back on your, on your coins. Yeah. So now I'm looking for giving my coins back. And then here we are getting all our coins back. And then we're still in the coin shortage. But isn't, isn't that, isn't coins kind of <laughs> annoying nowadays anyways? Like, you know, there's before back in the day, there was some actual value to coins. Yeah. You know, so you could for actually the phone get, booth, you could actually meter. get some good value. Yeah. And now it's like, what costs like, you know, 15 cents anymore, 20 cents, like everything's, like at least 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went to, uh, we're on the Pacific Coast Highway and I park, right? Right yeah. next to one of the meters on PCH. Yeah. And I, I swear, I think I gave it like a dollar twenty-five in coins. Yeah. And I look at the clock. I'm like, okay, cool. I should be fine for about, and I'm thinking like three or four hours. It's like 40 minutes. <laughs> Leave That's your car it. here for 40 minutes. I'm going to tow it. Yeah. The only thing I'm, you got 40 minutes. Unless you got no car when you, when you come back. 40 minutes, you got no car. That's all it said to me after that. Thanks for the money. You got 40 minutes. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, yeah. The, even going back to what we have here, I got to find out where we can get all this coin, these coins back. I think we are gonna. I think uh, we're gonna go to drastic measures, where the U.S. Army is just gonna search and seize all your coins, move, <laughs> rifle Damn. through all your guns, and just try to get the coins. <laughs> right through all your guns to the coins. <laughs> Ignore all the drugs and everything. Just go straight to the coins. We have a warrant. Hey, whoa, for what? Your coins? Oh, come on in. It's right here. It's underneath the couch. It's like, <laughs> man, but no, I just, I just really, who are they trying to fool? Like, I, I doubt that there is this shortage of that. I'm, I've never, I've never seen this in my life. We, you, there's yeah, no. so, well, yeah, how, no. look how long we've made coins for. Right. I know that there's a certain amount of portion of coins and dollars that we have to physically destroy because right. they are, they are, uh, how do you put it? Not up what? to, not, uh, like up to standards. Or, Definitely yeah. not up to standards. They're torn. Yeah. Dollars get torn. Or ripped or try like you know, taped. Or nickels what? get defaced. So yeah, I understand that. But we've been making coins since, since we've been around. And you're telling me that that whole supply has now been depleted to the point where the U.S. government's asking if we got spare change? Right. It's ridiculous. I no, I mean, it. I thought it's pretty interesting. I mean, I didn't really think about that because there's so much other things going on. It's like you think about, you know, what what trends you're seeing in as far as like the money movement and um, cycle. And if they're saying that they're noticing a shortage of change being circulated in the system, I mean, that trend kind of shows you that we're so we're so... Um, so adapted to digital transactions now, it's almost like, you know, nobody really cares to use it anymore, I guess, or has a need to use change like that. In July, the Federal Reserve created a U.S. coin task force. What really? the heck is that? That's pretty tight. <laughs> U.S. U.S. coin task force, get on the ground. What are they supposed to do? What are they going to do? <laughs> Under arrest. I saw, a coin task I saw you put a quarter was... in the vending machine. We need that for the good of uh, what? What are we gonna put? A national security? The U.S. Coin Task Force? Who's behind that? <laughs> what would they? What would they try to? What are they? What's their strategy? What are they Daddy, doing? Daddy, why are you leaving so late? Well, son, I'm part of the U.S. Coin Task Force. It's a dirty job, but somebody got to do it. U.S. Coin Task Force. I had no idea that existed. No, that it's funny. Apparently, it just got started this July. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's like one of those... Tax for what are they, like, <laughs> trying to search for coins or what? Get all the crowd, U.S. Ta- coin Task Force. I'm sorry, sir, do you have a warrant? Um, pardon me, this is my investigation. I'm part of the U.S. Coin Task Force. Stand down. <laughs> Stand down. <laughs> ridiculous. It is ridiculous. 
you know what? If anyone's going to be out there telling you that they're going through a coin shortage, why don't you just slap them a 20 and say, how's that for exact change? And that's my take. How about that? (laughs) I had no idea they had such a thing, such a task force. (laughs) I mean, I wonder how many... What's this department consist of? Of how many people? Well, I bet you it's just like, hey, uh, this is Bob, Phil. You guys are the task force. You guys start Monday. Wow. I bet I bet you it is, man. So, I mean, there's some things you could do with loose change, I guess. You'd bus, subways, tolls. Laundromats. Laundromats, parking. So, some payphones. Um, uh, toll. Oh, yeah, you said tolls. Gas? Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, change. it's money. I guess. It's been a while. I guess. It's been a while since I used change for gas. Well, though. yeah, you know, you can't fill up uh you can't fill up your uh car on a on a quarter. <laughs> Damn you. Let me get a little uh, splash of gas, environmentalist. please. Uh okay, uh printing, copying. Okay. Oh yeah. You remember when mm. the grocery stores used to have that printer that was coin operated? Dang, dude, I don't remember yeah. using that. that was, really? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh, charity donations. Okay. Yeah. Oh, or when you ever need jars when, <laughs> for swear jars. <laughs> the swear jars in a, are in a dilemma here. Oh, that's why people are cussing too much during COVID. Yeah, so it's too much swear jarring going on. <laughs> too many. You guys have to stop uh, cussing. Stamps, jukebox. Uh, well, oh, that jukebox. <laughs> yeah, they got touch tunes. Jukebox. Fonzie. Hey, this is the last jukebox ever. <laughs> hey, there's a shortage of coins. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got a dollar in quarters? <laughs> Casinos. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, yeah. After that, it's downhill. <laughs> after that, it's Tooth just fairy. like drugs. <laughs> Tooth fairy. After that, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, what can you say? I mean, if it, yeah. if it's a if it's a dilemma, I'm sure we'll be fine. I'm Look. sure we all got coins, but and I'm sure once everything kind of because the brick and mortar thing, retail, everything's kind of slowed down, and you know, people have been kind of slowly. Now we've actually, now we've had to kind of back up yeah. again, but I'm sure it'll come around again. How about you grab your coins and I'll grab my coins so we can all have coins and spend them. Uh, I'm going to hold on to mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're contributing to the problem. I know, I know, I know. But Dang it. I don't know, you, don't, you never know. So what I have on the docket today for what's going on, but before that, Isaiah... I know what you're thinking. I know you're looking over there, over on the the other side of the deep end studios, because this is a vast studio. This is yeah. multi-million dollar equipment. Right. There's people everywhere. There's just, well, yeah, we have the live studio audience outside. Right. We have a news team. Um, we also do have a very extensive news team that deals with uh, doing deep investigations into the U.S. Coin mm-hmm. Task Force. I can't even see <laughs> we have that. A laboratory. The U.S. Coin Task Force. Mm-hmm. We have a laboratory working on genomes right now. So I know what you're thinking. You're like, Mark, where did you get that cool shirt you have on? Well, Isaiah, Mm -hmm. I wanted to answer the question you didn't even ask, but Mm -hmm. I kind of knew you were going to ask, but I answered it before you even asked it. This is a Mike Tyson t-shirt that our apparel, uh, our apparel, our apparel brand, the notorious pin made. I have a large shirt. I can fit a large these days, which is pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not in the days of uh, XL yet. Uh, give it about a decade, but yeah, this is the Mike Tyson, uh, the Mike Tyson T-shirt that the Notorious Pins made. Um, feel free to Love check it, it out at uh, on Instagram at L Notorious Pin or on online at thenotoriouspin.com. Thenotoriouspin.com, your pin brand and America's pin brand. That's not our slogan. <laughs> America's pins. America's pin brand. That are, that are made in America. China. That are made overseas. <laughs> to save a buck or two. <laughs> Contributing to the problem of the U.S. economy. No I jobs. Change, no but still. jobs. Oh, man. So, uh, I also want to uh, encourage you guys to listen over to Isaiah's Weekly? Well, you doing it weekly now? Are you kind of committing to that, or do I? Dude, I still haven't got that figured out, man. I've been, you know, for the time I've been doing it, I figured because because I'm doing research, I figured let me do it when I'm ready, and I try to aim for two weeks. So I try. To oh, aim so for you're everything. going by? Yeah. Weekly. Sorry. Yeah. That's I just what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Make, I'm going by, man. Thanks. Yeah, bi-weekly on your show, please. <laughs> just let me let me finish the rest of this the the word here. 
You're so you're going bi-weekly with the uh, the deep end. I think so. And it's over on the deep end network. You guys can find it on uh, on Instagram at the deep end podcast. Uh, yes, you can find it at the deep end podcast underscore. Yeah. Yeah, the deep end podcast underscore, and then the deep end dot net. And the deependpod.com. Oh, okay. The deependpod.com. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Of and, uh, you know, also, too, I want to mention that we just opened up our page now. Uh, come sit with us on Instagram. So that is pretty dope. And uh, if you haven't already followed that, please follow and share that. Yeah. Uh, because um, there's a lot that we want to do. And if you're a part of that support, I mean, that means a lot to us. So, yep. Come. It's over on uh, Instagram at uh, come.sitwithus. So make sure you end up following that on uh, on Instagram. After uh, several several weeks of prodding me, Isaiah finally convinced me to come up with uh, come sit with us Instagram. But it is for the good of what we need to do for our expansion on again your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. Come sit with us. So we I don't know how this happened, Isaiah. And to be honest, I love going off the cuff with this kind of stuff because I'm excited. Okay, I like it. So the U.S. Pentagon came out and said that there are crafts that were made not of this earth. You've seen that quote that Joe Rogan had on that. It's it's blowing my mind. <laughs> it is blowing my mind. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just because of how insane it is. I'll go back to it right now. Yeah, so there was somebody that said it was like, it was crafts that were not of this world, you said, right? Right. And that was like coming from like one of the officials from the the Defense Department or yeah. whatever. So the Pentagon on UFOs directly said they are off-world vehicles not made on this earth. So. That's crazy. This is incredible breakthrough. This is something that has never been said before in the history of the United States, ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen. There's never been an instance where any government entity has ever admitted of off-world anything. The only thing that is off-world according up to this point, according to the U.S. government, is those lunar rovers and whatever space junk we have left on the moon. But now... Because you have the perfect time of everyone being distracted by COVID-19. You have people finally admitting that there's off-world vehicles on Earth. There's another quote that they said, uh, we couldn't make it or we couldn't make dot, dot, dot ourselves. Which just adds to that. So this isn't a foreign, you know, uh, type of prototype of some, you know, aerial plane or anything like that this is something that is out of this world so they're trying to make that clear distinction that this isn't just something that's foreign that we haven't seen no this is this is something that we wouldn't even be able to create as mankind so isaiah i didn't i didn't uh i didn't do college much you know that um you still did but yeah i kind of i I tell people i have a quarter of an associates right right so modest right but i graduated from the school of hard knocks I tell people that all the time. That's all you need right there. That's, that carries more weight, you know, believe it or not. <laughs> but you have the higher education out of us too. So I want you to ask you as an educated man. Okay. What tell what would be your best guess into me telling you about an off about an off world vehicle not made on this earth? What would be your hunch onto who created this? Oh man, will be I, your go-to. And if they if they told me that, I mean, I would obviously have to think this is aliens of some sort, something beyond us, which is, um, which is that's where it would lead me to, and yeah. then that's where I would start asking the questions like, okay, well, uh, what more do we know, or what more do we have, you know, right? And what technology are they using then, and then try to trace it back from that, but I don't know if that's going to be possible or not, but you see that from, from the first collected data of UFO incidents, beginning with the Roswell crash of 47, you then have an accelerated amount of technology being used specifically in the aeronautical department Mm -hmm. to where in a matter of 
17 years, we end up launching Apollo 1 from the time of the first largely reported UFO UFO sighting and uh, conspiracy, hmm. you know, Roswell 47. I am thinking that backwards engineering definitely played a part into what we do now with technology, memory expansion. You remember various photos of floppy disks. Some mm-hmm. floppy disks only had 52 megabytes at a time, right? Now here we are with sand disks, terabyte size uh, SD cards. We're dealing with a lot of technology at a rapid pace after that point, whether it be aeronautical, with vehicles, with any and everything. Technology is is insane at this point. My my brother's Tesla drives him to wherever he wants to go now, and it actually has a downloadable patch which he uses to do the streets now, so he can honestly crack open a six pack and just drive home. Well, drive, and I say it with like scare quotes on that, but I mean, you know, what I'm telling you is like this is kind of plays a part into what we do and how we developed as human beings from that point on to there. Never discrediting what we've done in the early 1900s, but damn, we really kicked it in. We hit the NAS kind of from the 40s and on up. It's insane, True. man. Yeah, so, we truly have. And yeah. you know how I feel bad for? I feel bad for the people that were shunned about reporting UFOs or reporting about being abducted. People like Bob Lazar, who honestly probably has a lot of a lot more evidence to believe rather than to be disproven regarding his tenure on Area 51. I don't know, man. I still question Bob Lazar. I still don't know. I still don't know. I'm not fully convinced 100% on him. His story is pretty interesting, though. Like, he has a really descriptive story, but at the same time, I don't know if it's exactly true or not. So I'm still skeptic on it. Even with the Roswell thing, I'm still skeptical on what was it really. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not canceling it out. Like I definitely think it's for sure a possibility. For sure, we can't be the only people in this whole um, universe, galaxy. We can't be the only people. So then it leads us to this point where now we have the U.S. Pentagon admitting that there's been yeah so now it kind of gives even more of a case now oh yeah so this opens this opens the the you know this adds to what Bob Lazar was saying you know maybe that was true now since if the Pentagon's admitting that you know yeah we were aware of things or objects that were uh UFOs right yeah we're looking at retroactive insight onto the things that were discredited by the same agency that now admits that yeah yeah we we kind of do that's how i feel when they give me quotes like that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we have awful vehicles yeah well haven't we always i know that's not part of the quote mm-hmm. but i needed info like this and 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 how appropriate that we had it a week a week after we did the other episode episode 9 talking about full disclosure See, this is why I think that people listen to come sit with us because now they're like, okay, if the guys that come sit with us say it's all right to open up and give full disclosure, some guy at the Pentagon was like, hey, it's all right. I'm going to go ahead and admit it. <laughs> he just finished listening to our episodes. Like, you know what? Like, you know what? All right. Here, get <laughs> CNN on the phone. Now. <laughs> get CNN on the phone. Hey, Rush. I got something. Oh, hey, John oh yeah, Rush Limbaugh. John oh, yeah, Lim- Lim- uh, Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. Hey, Rush. Rest in peace, Regis filming too. Oh yeah, uh, rest in peace, Regis Philbin. You know he actually holds a record for the most TV live. Yeah, he's like been recorded on the most uh, live TV of all time. Yeah, I guess he, he. I guess Kelly didn't get invited to his thing, his funeral either. Ooh, they had like bad. I guess bad juju between them. I guess. They oh never, man, that sucks. You know, I guess he tried to like call her, but she would never call him back because she was upset about. Him, him leaving the show. Or Kelly, something. it's outrageous. It's outrageous down here. <laughs> this is my time message. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that guy was eighty-eight years old and dude, that still... guy. What I mean, you're talking about host of hosts, man. That guy is, yeah, that guy's major, man. Yeah, time. he and he was part of the ABC, like the Disney family, because he was working with ABC. Right. 
right. paid. So right. back to uh, what we had here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really super psyched of what's going on now. I'm really hopefully we have more like what I'm yeah. thinking is that the door barely cracked open. Cause I guess, uh, Marco Rubio, he's head of the Senate, um, intelligence and he's wait, asking, the, wait, the, that Marco Rubio, yeah. <laughs> the head of intelligence, he's the head of the Senate intelligence community, uh, committee where they like kind of oversee, uh, the intelligence. Yeah. He's asking them to bring like reports, about more specifics about what they've seen. <laughs> Can you go a little bit more further into these <laughs> off-world vehicles? He wants vehicles. them to bring photos, any type of footage, anything they got. Uh, he wants to see it, and they want to like question it because I guess they've been noticing these uh, aircrafts, unidentified aircrafts, have been hovering or flying over uh, military um, bases and stuff too. Hmm. So he, they felt that that was interesting to know more about. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Rubio, we can't really divulge into our uh, Atlantis subterranean base. That'll give away too much information. Oh, is this mic on? Oh, I don't know. You don't think it could be? It could be maybe like you know Russia. You know, you have Isaiah, developed this new Russia's not off-world aircraft. <laughs> I know that, but I'm saying like if this is totally if save this is oh you're thinking the Soviet Union went into space. Well, what I'm saying is like, what if it's totally new technology? We haven't seen it, but maybe they are ahead and they don't tell us, you know, they're keeping a secret from us. I'm not saying just Russia, but it could be any country that's been maybe working on this low key. Like, you know, let's while do- we're all distracted. They've been like, no, let's just keep focus on this thing. Like we're going to make it so unworldly. Like they're going to think it's <laughs> so a UFO. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm hearing for you from you is, is that you want the space race to start over again. So you want Russia, you want Putin to say, hey, surprise, we're Soviets. And then you have all the hammer and chisel flags and stuff. And you want them to be just straight up commies again. So we could, Mother Russia would reign supreme in space. I'm just saying, man. No, finally, saying. I hope they finally get to space. They I'm haven't just, went to the moon. They didn't really they win gave that. Up after a while. Yeah, yeah they, they I, honestly. We killed it for them after we went to the moon, supposedly. I don't really know if we even met to the moon, but. Or did we? I don't know. You know, see, it was inconclusive for me. I couldn't really, I couldn't determine whether we, I would have to be there to physically see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I do know. Yeah. Well, anyways, beyond that, but I'm just saying it isn't possible that they could create, you know, something that is unworldly. Hmm. I don't know. I like that. I like how you made it into one of the, you made it sound like a question again to make it sound a little more suspicious. That's good. You know, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I need to know more. I'm kind of like Marco Rubio. I need to know more facts. I need to see the footage. I need to see, you know, I need to see more. Yeah. Marco Rubio does need to know more. I agree with (laughs) you. Was that a jab at Marco Rubio? (laughs) Is that like a subliminal jab at Marco Rubio? (laughs) He doesn't listen to come sit with us. (laughs) Only, only, only high, high tier Pentagon officials who finally disclose stuff after our episodes. But you know what? I'm hopeful that. This actually is something that is uh, off-world um, because if it is, that's like you said for them to number one just disclose that yeah, to the that public is, is like that big. is intense yeah to to disclose that. Um, but I don't know. I kind of liked everything secretive, you know. <laughs> what are you? That's that's who they they pride with people like you. Like, oh, I, 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 I kind of liked them. it more like mysterious, you know, like more of like, give me the what, veil of, yeah, give me the veil of, of secrecy. Sigma, like what is going on? I kind of liked that they had, I kind of liked that there was this intelligence that maybe knew this, like, uh, they maybe knew this knowledge. Oh, like a secret wing of, of yeah, the government intelligence like, type of like knowledge where they knew, but I kind of like, I kind of like that rather oh, than the, man. disclosing it. <laughs> so you're looking for the, every Every UFO takeover, every UFO takeover movie has this two characters, either one or two characters where they're like, we're part of a branch the president doesn't even know about. Yeah, Get I love that. that. <laughs> I love that. And the president's all like, huh? The president, the I think president Independence never. Day, Independence Day, he goes, yeah, well, the, uh, Area 51 doesn't exist. I mean, the scientist guy goes, uh, oh, no, his his right-hand man or chief of staff goes, uh, Mr. President, uh <laughs> Like I knew about it. How come you didn't? And he had to show him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just take a left here. You're here. I loved how that movie went into that space of like exposing area 51. I love yeah, how, and how the there. president was that 
because they didn't need to. Oblivious to, to Area Fifty One. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but his but his, his chief of staff knew. Uh, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, Steve, exactly. You got to break the news to him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All in front of everybody too. Uh, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's totally possible, man. I, I, I dude, what if, man? What? what if? Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm still stuck on the fact that they blatantly that. admitted it, dude. There's too much going on right now this year, dude. And top it off, like like aliens exist, dude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Because now we're getting closer and closer to discovering Martians. Well, not from Mars, but I don't know. What is the other threatening place that they used to go oh, for Planet X? Oh, Planet X. Yeah, or Planet X. Planet or something. Yeah. Supposedly, like, I think we saw a glimpse of it not too long ago or something. Planet oh, you're talking X. about like Nibiru? There you go. Dang. Nibiru. I didn't know you messed with Nibiru. You're not yeah. ready. I heard about Come it. Come sit with us isn't about that. I heard about this it. This is a generalized. <laughs> we're supposed to have general conversations, but two, episode, two episodes into into this series, we're always talking about full disclosure now. Dude, how come they don't want to, like, they didn't really disclose that too much. I mean, there's kind of some knowledge on it, but I don't know, oh. I don't know if they're trying to hide something. Like, they said there was some other planets out there that they found that are like Earth, too, which is another crazy one. Yeah. You know? Because if there's... I Maybe mean, they're already there. Isn't that crazy? Like, just picture Earth, but like three times bigger or whatever out there. You know, it's pretty crazy. Don't tell that to Jeff Bezos. He'll make that a big old Amazon warehouse. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're telling uh, me I can make a big oh, building speaking there? Speaking of all this topic, too, I, I mentioned to you that uh, I saw um, something where they found this cube-shaped um, object in space, hmm. too. Something and that may have been off-world? Yeah. Created off world. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I don't know what's up with that. Like, it seems like these advanced unidentified uh, objects are like shapes, you know, like yeah. a square, like regular, yeah. regular shapes that we associate with. Like on Space Odyssey, it was just this monolith, like rectangle, you know. Oh, you're, yeah. But, but it's like, it's weird how it's like. <laughs> I like shapes. how you're trying to break that 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 uh, that obelisk down. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, huh? It's weird. Yeah. It's like, like next thing you're gonna see is like a triangle. That we saw a disc. Like I don't know. I just so think it's funny. One thing to remember about anytime you see like a, a unidentified flying object, like I mentioned in the previous episode, that they don't adhere to our physics. That gravity's out the window. Mm-hmm. Everyone within that cockpit has to be in an anti gravity chamber, but strapped in. The reason I say that is because there's no gravity. They would be floating around and they wouldn't be able to, you know, man the man, the man, the stations. Right. So when they're doing moves like jetting supersonic speeds mm-hmm. or busting quick 90 degree angles straight up into the air, normal pilots would get crushed by the G forces because in, inside, you know, cockpits, there's no anti-gravity. We're still dealing with gravity. The day we don't have anti-gravity is the day we discover faster travel because we're not succumbed by the pull of, you know, the natural pull of our Earth's gravity. We'll be able to go wherever, whenever, wherever we want, less fuel because we're not, you know, dragging weight around, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So these, these, these people, those people, uh, the, whoever's commanding these square shaped objects that you saw have technology that we can't we can't uh, associate with yet or have we haven't we always who knows <laughs> who knows ladies and gentlemen Take a look at it. Look at it. it's a it's just like so Isaiah is going to be showing me this square shaped object which reminds me of the square shaped thing in Star Trek oh yeah I forget what that thing's called but there's yeah, like a, there is an episode yes yeah, in Star a, Trek there is an episode where they they're on this odyssey, right? Yeah. And Captain Kirk, they run into, they, they notify Captain Kirk. He goes, what, what is it? And it's just this weird square object just floating in space and they can't go beyond its perimeter. So Captain Kirk's like, well, let's try to communicate to it, right? So they try to communicate to it, I think. Anyways, what ends up happening, sorry to spoil it for you, but what ends up happening is the cube ends up like communicating to them if they don't leave like he's it's going to like explode and explode their 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 ship and all that. I guess it was like some sort of community that placed out barriers where they couldn't pass a certain zone in space. Oh, wow. 
And so this cube was meant to, as a defense mechanism to block them out of their territory, out of their zone or something oh, like that. Oh, so it's like a space landmine. Yeah, yeah. Like Got a, it. like, like a, um, you know, what do you, what would you call it in the ocean where there'd be like these, um, uh, floating. A mine. Yeah, I guess. You use yeah, that. Just like one of those, like, uh, you're thinking about, you know, if you step on a landmine, you, you're done for. Yeah. Same thing like that. If passing that space. Right. So uh, it was a really interesting episode. Definitely watch that. This would be. So that object that Isaiah showed me was picture the blue hue of what was Earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the blue hue is. The background of a blue hue. And then that was described as what? Because zoomed in into that blue hue is you find this square object in the sky. I don't know what that blue hue is. I, I guess it's some sort of other. It's it's a sun. It's a different sun Got out it. there. So yeah. that is very interesting that you actually bring that up, Isaiah, because there is there is a one in a trillion chance that that object is a meteor or some sort because of how perfectly square it is. Right. You know, there, there's no square? way there'd be no yeah. way for that thing to be perfectly square. Now they stay. Now some speculate maybe it's because it's pixelized. But if you I mean just looking at this picture, we can tell it's not just because of pixelization. The, the whole object in whole is shaped as a square, pixelized or not. Yeah. The whole object is shaped You're still going to get those straight lines. Right. Right. So I don't think that's it. Man, I'm ready for more intense UFO, UFO footage now because I guess we can't get convinced of seeing a bunch of silver disc objects in the sky anymore. Yeah. We're not convinced with all that. Originally, there was a lot of secret classified craft that we used to perceive as unidentified flying objects. Mm -hmm. We ended up finding out that there's a, the black Hawk uh, jet was actually being tested back in the, um, I believe the the seventies and eighties and people interpreted that as a UFO. So we may be looking at, crafts that the u.s you know the pentagon air force have been working on that is classified info that they usually fly out in area 51 so there's tons of stuff like that but i'm glad again we're at a point here where the u.s government is finally admitting that crafts are being created off world by who they don't really want to delve into if they really dove into that you would have nationwide hysteria on admitting extraterrestrial extraterrestrial life that would that would question every diehard religious person on earth especially when they don't there's a lot of people that actually don't believe in other other life forms besides us so that throwing that little wrench in their system would just blow their mind well you know because my dad was a pastor he would always say well if we found aliens they would have to serve god too (laughs) <laughs> so oh yeah that's what he would say but um yes uh you know what's funny is like uh there was this guy uh mark who he was a big time um he used to go on um oh dang it what do you call it right now um you know where you go and you do uh reviews yelp he was going on yelp and i guess he would do reviews for all these like different like locations i forgot what state he lived in anyways what he would do is he would take a picture of the location and he would use this app to make like a UFO above it hovering over it and he would post it to their review or something like that. And so when somebody would go like searching through like Google maps or something like that, they would pull up this picture of this UFO hovering over this building. (laughs) (laughs) And so this guy, he was notorious because he would do all these reviews like on every little thing and every little place. And he would like leave his mark by, by placing this photo of this like, uh, this unidentified aircraft flying over this building, like just hovering over like this little pizzeria or something. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens love our pizza. What can we say? Uh, so they ended up catching up with them, and you know he's like one of those those people that's just very very niche and does this little thing. But um, I just thought it was it's just a funny story that also relates to this um, because we have the technology too now to also manipulate you know photos and stuff like that, you know even videos. So that's why, like you said, we kind of need more now and that we're, now we're starting to get more. We're starting to get stuff from the Pentagon even, but 
I don't know. The Pentagon. I, st- I don't even know if I could trust the Pentagon, dude. Like, you can't trust a government entity when they admit Not things. with 9-11, dude. I can't trust the Pentagon. Totally. Wow. I'm serious, man. 9-11, that threw me sideways, man. It messed me all up. It messed my whole... You remember the first time when I did the investigation, I was like throwing my book around and mm-hmm. just like giving you guys, you didn't understand my frustration on that. And yeah. then you end up researching and you end up it's finding too that big, it's too big, dude. Yeah. There's too many moving parts to it. Yeah. You know? You're talking about the Middle East. You're talking about Pentagon. You're talking about Osama hiding in the cave. Yeah. You're talking about too many different parts. And then you're talking about those who lost. So you got to be somewhat sensitive. So yeah. What's it going to take for you to be convinced? I have to see at this point. I am actual like uncovered. What do you, what do you want? Like to Obama to come up from a hill and like drop an alien gray and be like, yep, this is it. That's it. I see the body. I believe it. All right, cool. Yeah. But I have to see it. And I, I don't know. I'm just have to see it. Like our president has to acknowledge it. It has to be in the office. That fool would be like, you know? Oh, we got aliens. We got the best aliens. Our aliens are very knowledgeable. <laughs> They know what they're doing. I don't know how he would ever react. They'll vote for me. I really don't know how that would go down. (laughs) He would try to probably arm wrestle, like try to like make sure he got the stronger handshake. Maybe try to (laughs) (laughs) no national, no like intergalactic diplomacy. It's just like, we'll bomb them. If they ever try to touch her, are you on my side or not? You know, (laughs) if he's not, well, just, you know, take care of him. Like, Oh God, I don't know, but I am. Super excited in closing with this uh, segment, guys. It's just we are in good times in 2020 in the aspect, you know, minus the global pandemic, minus job loss, minus, minus the stock market being at its lowest ever. <laughs> okay, what good time well, are you talking about? Come on, about? No, we got, I got a list here. You what know, good really. time? There's no good time then after no. you minus all that. Through all that, there's at least one little sliver of there's a there's a diamond in this turd. <laughs> There's a diamond in this turd of 2020. There's a, of- <laughs> There's a diamond in this turd of 2020. What kind, what kind of hope is that? There's a, <laughs> There's a little pinch of hope somewhere. Oh, there's a little sliver of hope in 2020 when the Pentagon could finally admit that there's extraterrestrial, well, not extraterrestrial life, but yeah. crafts that were made out right, of this right. world. Right. So there's that. Um, I only only built it like that just for comedic value, but I couldn't help it. What do you want me to do? I'm a I'm a comedian well, at that, heart, guys. The, I mean, that shows like you know you, you're a real optimist. So am I. But man, this year, man, big time. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah. There. I mean, there's always hope. I mean, like you said, this is only going to make us tougher, stronger. Like, like you were, like kind of what you were saying, basically. You know. Um. So yeah, I'll let you yeah. finish, man. Going into the little bit of positive affirmation that I have for this segment, uh, for this episode of Come Sit With Us, is that this proves to me, without a shadow of a doubt, that we are slowly getting to equal transparency on a level to where we can actually go to the government and ask questions and receive questions. That we need answered. It took a long time. But hey. We finally got something that we've. Been real suspicious on. That we've kind of. Had a hunch. Throughout all the evidence that we've received over time. All the footage. All of the. Questioning. People like Bob Lazar. Who may or may not. Have you know. Worked in areas that we question that were around and actually did certain things that possibly had extraterrestrial life to deal with. So I'm, I'm very hopeful at this point and you guys at you guys with the come sit with this audience should be too. Of course, there's things that the U S government should work on, you know, universal healthcare. I still find it really ridiculous that the richest country in the, you know, the world, I, I can't get a tr- broken leg treated and not pay for it. It's yeah. ridiculous. But there's other thing, things, you know, and I'll, I digress. But, I mean, there's there's hope, little by little, to where we can actually be a little bit more transparent with the people high above. So, with that being said, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Come Sit With Us. 
Make sure to tune in to come sit with us. Make sure to visit us on Instagram at come.sitwithus. Feel free to add us. We'll be adding content daily and we'll be having the most delicious memes to share because I do enjoy sharing a nice meme here and there. Isaiah, make sure to tune into Isaiah's show on the uh, the Deep End Network. Isaiah, go ahead and with your plugs on that. Yeah, uh, you can find the Deep End Network by going to thedeependpod.com. Um, we also have Instagram, the Deep End Podcast underscore. And uh, yeah, uh, same thing. I'm gonna, I'm going to be promoting um, this show as well. So, yep. Yep. So, and also make sure to get your apparel and pins satisfied. Uh, your apparel and pins need satisfied by visiting the notoriouspin.com or on Instagram at lnotoriouspin. I wish you guys a very pleasant rest of the week. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. Be well.